Good afternoon. You are listening to the Grit and Grace Recovery Hour talk radio show that is being brought to you by the Rockdale County Stepping Up Initiative. You can continue listening to us on the CAT 10 ENT network by downloading the His Hop Radio app. Thank you for listening and we hope you enjoy the show. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the Grit and Grace Recovery Hour. My name is Bill. It's Wednesday at 12 noon. It's hump day. And we're here to help you get over the hump. I'm grateful. Today, we're actually coming to you live from New Direction Ministries. We're here today with five partners of mine who happen to be men in long-term recovery. The term is relative. Different amounts of time, all men, all in recovery. Because that's what's on the menu here, right? So before we get off to the cosmos, want to just, first of all, thank the Stepping Up Initiative. Thank Dr. Lewis, Pastor Tracy for making this opportunity available to us. The target of the Stepping Up Initiative is to keep people who have mental health challenges and substance use challenges out of jails and institutions. And they believe they can do that with connections and resources and access to information, using technology to bring more information and hopefully revelation to the people of this community. And I think they're doing a real good job. Written Grace Recovery Hour Talk Radio Show is being brought to you by the Rockdale County Stepping Up Initiative. We would like to take this time to thank them for their continued support throughout our recovery journey. With that being said, I have my friend Kellen here with me. So, Kellen, tell us what brings you here this afternoon. Recovery. And so let me ask you a question now. What does recovery mean to you? It was a life-changing event for me, Mr. Bill. I've been through a lot in my life, and thanks to Miss Lewis, she really helped me out by getting me out of jail and allowing me the chance to come and live at her sober living house and complete this other program that I'm in, the accountability courts. It's a life-changing event. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing that. And Justin, let me ask you a question, Justin. What does recovery mean to you? Staying clean and sober and getting my life back together. I'm glad that you said that because I realized today that recovery is about so much more than just being sober. Recovery is about living lives of whole health and wellness. And when you said getting my life together, I want to thank you for saying that. That is very important that people know a lot of people's perception of recovery is about what's wrong with us as opposed to the things that are right with us. And we got Aaron with us today. So Aaron, let me ask you a question. What does recovery mean to you? To me, recovery means the lifestyle of your old habits, such as, you know, whatever substance you were using are now restored, you know, back to sober living. You're you're back to normal. Yes, wow, thank you for sharing that. Then we'll go back to Justin. Justin, I want to ask you a question. What brings you here? Kellen brought me here. Okay, Kellen, there you go. (laughs) There you go, Kellen, man, what a guy. Aaron, what brings you here? The desire of my own recovery. Good stuff, good stuff. Thank you for sharing that. So, Fred, let me ask you a question. What does recovery mean to you, Fred? 
Recovery means, you know, it's, it's more of, you know, taking steps, A plus B, it's um, being sober, you know, and just figuring out what's going on for yourself and having a good head on your shoulder for your wings, you know, just spread them and fly. You know, also it means things you do as far as with your personality and different steps you take and ways to helping you figure out what's going on, you know, so you can also just have a good recovery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Fred, what brings you here to New Directions? What what brings you here? What brings me here is just, it's kind of just a little patience thing, you know, just something different and new that I, I thought I should try out just so I can become a stronger person and figuring out what's going on just as I make those decisions. Wow, wow. Thank you. That's powerful. Very powerful. And Chris, Chris, what brings you here this evening, man? Why are you here this evening? Just really any opportunity I can get to help Tracy and to help people that are in her housing programs. Yeah, yeah. And so let me ask you a question, Chris. What does recovery mean to you? Recovery means to me that today I no longer need dope and alcohol to function because I can remember a time in my life when I didn't think that was possible. And so you said something really interesting because for me, recovery is like, woo, your hair's on fire, living the dream. <laughs> recovery means, you know, I took the wrong road, but I still ended up in the right place. Recovery means not too late. Recovery means I can still have a legacy. Recovery means I have a destiny have a destination. Recovery is a journey, incredible journey that has peace and serenity and happiness, spirituality, and just all those things baked into it. So for me, it's like a way of life, right? But you you said something interesting. There was a time. There was a time when life was different for us. And so I'm going to ask you, can you share for me like three things that were significant about your dark days? Three things that challenged your life when you were in your dark days. One thing was stealing cars. It's really addicting. I think stealing the cars is more addicting than actually doing the drugs. Because, I mean, you just get in whatever car you want and ride in. That was one thing. And then just doing drugs. Not having no responsibilities. Living in the tent. Not caring about anything but drugs. And then another one would be not being able to spend time with my family and my family not wanting nothing to do with me because of my drug addiction. Yeah. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that. Thank you for your transparency. That's what people need to hear, that it is bigger than just the drug. Justin, in your dark days, tell me three things that were significant about your dark days. Three things. The amount of drug use, homelessness, and attempted suicide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. Aaron, tell us three things that were significant about your dark days. Good question. So three things were my currency flow. You know, all my money was going to drugs. I wouldn't care about buying anything else, being homeless. Yes. You know, just losing interest in activities, but just using drugs. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you so much. And Fred, what were your dark days like? What were three things that were significant about your dark days? Uh, you know, just kind of just using, you know, being on it repeatedly, kind of feeling like an addict. Also, you know, I wasn't feeling healthy, wasn't feeling like I was myself and who I am as a person right now. The last thing would be kind of just spending time with my friends. I wasn't using a lot of communication and I wasn't able to talk a lot with them. So, you know, kind of being a loner was the thing for me. Yes, isolation is a very powerful part of our darkness. Today, I've realized that the opposite of addiction is actually connection. You're absolutely right, Fred. And Chris, what were three things that were prevalent in your dark day? I mean, I had no soul. It took that. The drugs and the alcohol took that from me. I had no concern for others. I rode around and sleeping in a truck a mile away from my house because I couldn't go home because I had warrants for my arrest. 
sticking myself with a needle countless times. Actually, I, I had a little piece of paper in my wallet that I just pulled out and looked at because I wrote it down about a year ago and I keep it in my wallet room to remind me if I ever if I ever start thinking about the good times. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Then I pull that out. Thank you so much. People need to hear that. People that are still in the glamour phase, uh, people who think it's fun, people who think it's cool, I'm just going to do it once, or I'm just hanging out with my friends, people who think that I'm not hurting anyone but myself. You know, today, us being persons in recovery, we realize the ramifications of those things. We realize where those roads lead. In my darkest days, I remember being in the institution with 18 years and not knowing who God was, not caring, no tomorrow. In my dark days, I remember just being afraid, just being afraid. Like you were saying, Chris, just be mindlessly obsessed with my addiction where nothing had value, uh, nothing, nothing had value. That's a dark place. However, <laughs> on that note, uh, we don't want to make the people out there in Radio Land cry, not on Wednesday at 12, 15. So let me ask you a question. What have you come to accept or come to believe as something that is foundational in your life today? What have you come to accept? And to give you guys an example, today I have come to accept and believe that there is a God. I didn't know there was one. Today I have a relationship with that God and he holds me accountable. My peace, my serenity flows from that belief. Today I have come to accept and believe that I can live sober. I didn't think it was possible. I didn't think it was possible to not want to go get one. Today I can love people and people can love me. Those are three things that I've come to accept and believe. I know I can't live with alcohol and drugs for the rest of my life. What about you, Kelly? What is something that you've come to accept or believe? That I'm powerless over my addiction and that recovery is possible. Before, I didn't think that I had a problem. And it took me to get in a lot of trouble to realize that I actually did have a problem. And being here, I've learned that I, the problem can be actually taken care of. I can actually overcome that obstacle in my life. It's a blessing. Yes, yeah. Man, thank you for sharing that. Justin, what have you come to accept or believe today? I've reestablished my place in God's favor and all the blessings that come with it. And it's made it a lot easier to cope with and turn away from my old way of thinking. Wow, man, that is so powerful, y'all. Aaron, what have you come to accept and believe today, man? That as many times as I've used drugs... There's no way for me to get off of it except for what I'm doing now through recovery, getting recovery. Yes, yes, yes. And, and we just want you to know we're really glad you're here. Oh, thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of us prayed, you know, for a long time. And uh, yeah. uh, we're really proud of you. You made thank a powerful you. step being here. Fred, what have you come to accept and believe for the life of Fred? That you know that I have a lot of integrity, you know, and that I have a lot of strength in me to um, always overcome any issues or any boundaries that. I have set aside for myself and to also, you know, just become stronger with my recovery and to uh, do everything that's possible that keeps me key and to uh, believing in my faith. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> you guys, man, you got to be out of a job in no time, man. You guys are sharp, man. Chris, man, what have you come to accept and to believe, man, in your life today? I've came to accept and believe that it is possible to live a happy, fulfilled life without drugs and alcohol. 
know, that doesn't mean it's not a lack without ups and downs. It's going to be ups and there's going to be downs, but it is possible. Whenever somebody, you hear somebody say, if I can do it, anybody can do it. For me, that means the way the obsession was the way it used to be. And from working the 12 steps, that obsession has been lifted for me. Yes. And it truly has. I can accept and believe that a sober life is possible. Yes. Yes. And thank you so much for saying that. Because I know there's some people out there in radio land that need to hear that, man. Because I know there were a lot of us that didn't believe it was possible. I know there are a lot of parents out there that are believing that their children aren't going to be able to recover. It's just, it's incredible. And I want to just again shout out to you guys, man, for being brave and being transparent. Um, so let me ask you another question. I know what got me here. There are some things that intervened in my life. Treatment and then things that are bigger than treatment. When I think about what got me here, pain got me here, right? I couldn't, couldn't take another lick to the head, man. I, I was done. I was done. I couldn't do no more time. Time got me here, man. I was out of time. man. I couldn't do another bid dedicated about 14 years of my life to just being behind bars. That's a long time, man. Another thing that got me here was accountability. Powers greater than myself. If it wouldn't have been for something immediate, that cup, those urinalysis, UDSs, urine drug screens, whatever you want to call them. You know what we call them. Anyway, for the sake of not traumatizing the people out there in radio land, we'll call them urine drug screens. You know, if it wasn't for the accountability of that cup, if it wasn't for the fear of that time, if it wasn't for the pain, if it wasn't for treatment, if it wasn't for 12 steps, I wouldn't be here, right? So I want to ask you guys, what do you think it was? What was your catalyst? What got you here? Kelly? Well... What got me here, where I am now, is my mom. Because my mom had went through Dr. Lewis's program, and she stayed in contact with Dr. Lewis. And I got in trouble, and I thought I was going to have to do my drug work in Fulton County, where I had called all my charges at. But somehow, Dr. Lewis pulled something out of a hat and got me down here in Rockdale County with the new directions and the grit and grace, the accountability courts of Rockdale I really thank all y'all for what y'all do. That's really good. I want to thank you for saying that. And I look forward to the day when you figure out what that somehow is. <laughs> yeah, I've had other people in the group say something. You know, when you figure out what that something and that somehow is, you'll be cooking with grease. Anyway, Justin, uh, what was it that got you here, man? My actions and choosing to think that I could do whatever I wanted to and there'd be no consequences. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. And then the consequences showed up. Huh? Yeah, that yeah. all caught up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that snowball, man. Yep. What about you, Eric? What what was it that what was it that made you say, you know what? Turning it in. What was it for you, Aaron, that, that set you free? My free will, man. Okay. I just Okay. I was suffering out there. Okay. Big time suffering and my free will was just begging me to go. My mom, open hands, Aaron, I found this program for you. I believe it's the right one. And my own free will just is what brought me here. Yes, that's the second time I heard that my mom thing, ain't it? Man, what boy, yes, sir. And love mom, is a powerful that, thing. Yeah, that, that was just, I was just going to say that. Yeah, I grew up without one, so believe me, the power of a mom, man. Yes, yes, yes. I'm so grateful for you guys putting that shout out to moms, man. What about you, Fred? What is it that finally 
click? What is it that made you say, you know what, I'm turning it in? Just kind of just striving to go forward and always practicing before I take those bigger steps with what got me on the path that I am to just being peaceful and trying to stay calm and making those big decisions, thinking about everything that I'm going through to always stay happy. Chris, what was your catalyst? Nobody gets sober because their life is going good. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I wasn't going to stop using until I was either in jail or dead. Yeah. Say that jail's institution of death. Yeah. Yeah. It was jails and deaths. I never thought in my life I would be grateful to catch like multiple felonies in multiple <laughs> counties. Yes. But that's what it took for me. me and the threat of going to prison yeah. and then getting involved in the drug court program. That's, yeah. That was my journey. That's the journey I felt. Regular felony probation didn't work. The initial felony charges didn't stop me. Nothing stopped me till it was like, you're either going to do this or you're going to go to prison. And then it changed. Recovery became something I wanted more than just something I felt like I had to do to stay out of prison. So that that very thing you said is just a testament to the power that is you, Aaron. Because for us, we had to be like in big trouble. You know what I mean? (laughs) And you, like you said, it was free will. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to change my mind. So that's one of the reasons why I respect you so much. Fred as well, you know. For some of us, it's just not the way it works. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I know it's the pain show. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, with that being said, I want to ask you guys another question since we're on the way up. What are some of the things you do to keep yourself healthy? What do you feed your recovery? What are three things that you use to move forward in your recovery? I guess I'll start. Go ahead, Kelly. Uh, well, I meet with my sponsor once a week. I don't call him every week, but like we, we're going to meet up every Wednesday, you know, as long as he's up for it. That's one thing. And then working and having positive people around me and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Try not to forget to go take any drug tests. <laughs> I know, right? I know. A little sanction here and there. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> yeah, sanction will keep you awake, right? What about you, Justin? What do you do to keep yourself well? Work. Okay. Go to work, maintain okay. a job and everything. Okay. Find that helps me a lot. And I guess the best way to describe it is self-cognitive behavioral therapy. Okay. Recognizing when I get a certain way and learning how to deal with my emotions and keep myself on an even keel so that I don't snap, maintain a pleasant, normal life. Mm-hmm. And I know for my early recovery, you know, my medication and, you know, when I first came in, I was clicking, <laughs> I was twitching and clicking, you know what I mean? And so uh, it took me about a year to actually get sober, and then it took me like another year to get sane, you know what I mean? And that's a long time, because I see people all the time that are trying to microwave recovery, right? You can't microwave it, can you? <laughs> you can't microwave it, can you, Kelly? Anyway. <laughs> Um, Aaron, what is something, what are some of the things that keep you in recovery, that keep you balanced? I count my blessings because um, I noticed that God really cares about me. When I'm sober, all I can see is success for my life. I just strive for that success and count my blessings. Like it's a blessing my mom knew about this program and I'm here getting recovered. Yes, yes. Yeah, so I just count my blessings. Yes, yes, absolutely. And what about you, Fred? What do you do to maintain or sustain your recovery? Just conversating more with my counseling and, okay. and my friends and trying to stay active as far as being healthy. Also, breaking out, just 
trying to always stay in shape, to have good brains and, you know, to understand what's going on and always just to be smart yes. and, stay, and stay peaceful. You know, you, you mentioned something interesting there. You say counseling. Why do you think counseling is a good thing? Because it always sets the grounds for how to work hard at, at recovery. And then also it helps with your socializing, keeping your social distancing, yeah. understanding what's going on around you. Yes, 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 yes. That's a, I think that's something important for you guys that we do let people know. And I'm not trying to tell your story, but I can tell mine. Getting services. A lot of people think that you can just whiten up on this thing. I need wise counsel. You understand? I, I think if you're your own doctor, your own lawyer, and your own preacher, you might be in trouble, right? <laughs> I needed to have some clinical interventions in my life. I was very unstable. I had a lot of trauma. I needed to have somebody to work me through those traumas, right? It was just a fact. There's this stigma around getting help. There's this stigma around getting services for your mental health, physical health. And a lot of people just, I don't know, just don't think about it. And especially if you don't have benefits or if you've been out there about that life, you kind of just living by accident, so to speak. So I want to thank you, Fred, for just shout out to counsel, wise counsel. What about you, Chris? What are some of the things you use to maintain and sustain your recovery? For me, it's spiritual, mental, and physical. I got to maintain that constant contact with the higher power. Yes. That's huge for me because it's by God's grace that I'm sober today. Yes. I've been in several situations where I would have used. Yes. It would have been up to me. Yes. But God intervened. Yes. You know? And then, you know, like the mental, physical, I mean, he says something about counseling. Yes. I mean, I see, I see a counselor about every week. Yes. You yes. Know, yes. Um, yes. Between that and a sponsor, it's a good balance. Yes. And then reaching out. Reaching out, yes. any anything. I don't care how big or how small or how ridiculous it may seem in my mind. If I keep it up there in my mind, it grows into a monster. <laughs> yes, sir. So I reach out. Yes, reach sir. Out. Yes, sir. I, I try not to go up in the attic by myself too often either, man. I guess some of the things that I use to sustain and maintain my recovery every day when I wake up, man. I have some rituals, man. I, I meditate. I pray. I have a circle of support today, and I'm not just talking about, I'm talking about powerful people in a lot of different spectrums, right? I have people that send me information on a day-to-day -day basis that feeds me spiritually, that feeds me mentally, that feeds me emotionally, feeds me intellectually. You know, I have that circle of support. I have people that challenge me spiritually, people that say, did you read what I sent you? I sent you a video, and, and they kind of know you know, kind of how my mind works and my attention span is short and that I'm under the misconception that I'm busy, but I can't be too busy for my recovery. See, I have kind of integrated people into my life that understand how that works and they help it work for me. They they constantly feed me, right? And, and I work the steps, you know what I'm saying? I've been sober for 14 years, right? I work at it, you, you know what I'm saying? Like some people are just very casual about recovery. Oh, well, whatever, you know, not today, <laughs> you know, or I'll be in recovery at noon or I'll be in recovery later when I go to my treatment class. For me, recovery is what life, right? Just like you were saying, Chris, for me, my spirituality is what holds me accountable today because I don't have to have the law to hold me accountable. You know, I used to learn by my mistakes, but then I got to a place where 
Can't, can't, one, more, one more mistake, he's been over it. I know, right? <laughs> you know, when you run it, yes. So, you know, I got to come up with a different way to learn. And so today, my recovery is intentional. My recovery is purposeful. And, and so I want to thank you guys for kind of sharing that. One of the next questions I want to ask you guys, and I want to thank you for your patience, because one of the next questions I want to ask you is, sort of some of your successes. What are some of your successes? We've all been alive for a hot minute. Some of the three of the most successful things you've ever done in your life. I've gotten clean. Yes. I bought a car. Yes. Yes. And what a car it is. Yes. yes. I was just marveling at it when I walked up. I was saying, when I grew up, man, I would have a car just like that, man. Yes. Yeah. And what else? And about to go to school, too. Yes. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I heard something about that, man. Yeah, Friday. Friday, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So well, that's a program with this under the Stepping Up umbrella. Yeah. That's a partnership with Piedmont College. Yeah. And I know we just had a whole group of people that graduated from the industrial maintenance class, and you're taking the welding class. And, yes, sir. And so short term welding. How many weeks is it? Do you know? Five weeks. Five weeks. You yeah. get a certification yeah. and guarantee for a job. Then. Yeah, so right? what would that be? Two and a half about a month? Oh no, you're the one with the microwave. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure you'll come up with something. But uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think that's an incredible opportunity and that's part of what Stepping Up does. Not just host the Grit and Grace Recovery Hour. Not just build a recovery center for us. Not just build a diversion center so people don't have to go to jail who have mental health challenges, not just create this stepping up initiative, not just that, but also partner with, with the community for people to get education that will give them living wages. Yeah. Because like you, I heard two of you guys, three of you guys mentioned work and how important work yes, is sir. to you. And there's nothing more frustrating then working, then you still ain't making no money. You're working and you're still broke. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, that's, that's, that's really frustrating. Yeah, so that living wage, and I want to just shout out to you. Shout out to Dr. Irvin Clark at Piedmont College for their program and their partnership with our guys. That's really powerful. So that's one thing. What did I say? Three things that you've done in your life that yes. you said you got sober. Um, oh, you did say three, didn't you? Yes, sir. Yeah, man. You could have went to 10, 100. Anyway, we don't want to run out. Anyway, what about you, Justin? What are three things that you've done that are really exceptional in your life, man? Raised my stepdaughter. Got sober. Yes. Graduated high school. Yeah, and you a pretty nice beard you got going there, too, man. Yeah, I'm growing that up. And I see you cooking for the guys all the time. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We're going to have to work on it. We're going to have to work. I didn't shave this morning either. Might take a year, see. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, that's the big stuff. What about you, Aaron? What are three things that you've done in your life that really are exceptional? I got my high school diploma. Yes. Became a born again Christian. Yes. I heard you was in a commercial, wasn't you? Yeah. Oh, really? Who was you in the commercial with? I was in a commercial with Michael Vick. Oh, yeah, that's right. You're a movie star, man. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. I forgot about that. Yeah, absolutely, man. That's good stuff, man. How'd you go about getting in a commercial? My mom found me an agent. They had me in a movie one time. I met lots of movie stars. They had commercial jobs for me, magazine jobs. They're one of the biggest agents that they have in Atlanta. I saw a lot of your stuff, man. That was good stuff, too. Fred, what about you, man? What are three things you've done that are really exceptional, man? One is getting a job. You know, yes. Also, you know, having a place to stay is very exceptional for me. You yes. Know, um, also, is finding myself. 
as the years went by, you know, as I got older, I was able to mature and, you know, just become a stronger adult. Yes, yes, yes. What about you, Chris, man? You do a lot of exceptional stuff, man. So, what are three things you've done? Exceptional. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, there's the external stuff. There's, you know, the job, the car, mm-hmm. the, there's all that stuff. On there, exceptional for me is finding inner peace, being happy on the inside, being happy with who I am, being able to look in the mirror and like what I see. Yes. Is exceptional to me. Yes. Having meaningful, genuine relationships with people, being able to effectively listen to somebody when we're having a conversation. Yes. Is exceptional to me. Being present. Yes, yes. We would like to pause the show and give a quick shout out to Dr. Irvin Clark and the Georgia Piedmont Technical College for partnering with us to elevate and empower people in recovery through education and employment. You can find out more information on the programs they offer by visiting our Facebook page at Grit and Grace RCO. Chris was kind of talking, mentioned the relationships. What are three of your most powerful relationships? Yeah, yeah. What are three of your most powerful relationships? For me, it's pretty easy right off the top of my head. Obviously, the most powerful relationship I have is with God, man. You know what I'm saying? Because he had a relationship with me all the time, but I just wasn't participating. Shout out for grace and mercy. Shout out to God. So that's incredible. Today, my daughter, everybody knows I got a daughter. She loves me. I talk to her on the regular. I never thought that you know, I would be able to redeem myself from all of those things. No, they told me God would forgive me, but I never thought I'd be able to forgive myself for some of my discretions that came with my use and with my addiction and with all those behaviors I had. I think the other thing, the other greatest relationship I have is the relationship I have with you guys. When you see me, you don't say, oh, man, is that no good joker? You you understand what I'm saying? Because I'm not stealing today. I'm not lying today. I'm not robbing today. I'm not hiding today. I'm not hurting people intentionally and maliciously today. So those are very, very good relationships that I have. And I'm really grateful for the relationship that I have with you guys. Anyway, so now I'll give you a few tips and pointers. Go ahead, Keller. What, what are the three most powerful relationships you got in your life? With God, yeah. my family, yeah. and myself. Yes. Yes. How's that relationship with you working up? It's all right. It's I, all right? I, I, I'm always trying to stick stuff in the microwave. But, <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I'm starting to learn from uh, Mr. Crothers here that you can't, you, you can cook some things in the microwave and it's all right, but you can't cook everything in the microwave. Man, I want to thank you so much for saying that, man. So I know if my voice actually goes out, I did some good work before, before I went out. What about you, Justin? What are three of your most powerful relationships? I'll say God, girlfriend, and family. God, girlfriend, and family. Yeah, yeah. What about you, Eric? What are three of your most powerful relationships? God. Yes. Second one is with a real close friend that's supporting me right now, knows what I'm going through, and that's really supporting me. Third one with my soul, my desire to want to be sober now and get recovery. Yes, yes, yes. What about you, Fred? What are three of your most powerful relationships? One is with everybody here in Antinous and as far as my roommates. Also, it would be with my family. Yes. And just having that support, you know, that, that keep those people to talk to. And then the last one would be God. Yes, 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 yes. Wow, that's powerful stuff. 
What about you, Chris? What are your three most powerful relationships? I think for me, the most powerful thing is having those relationships, being yeah. able to, you know, of course, God, of course, and then it's, it's myself. I mean, everybody here kind of touched on them all, but, you know, I've just being able to rebuild relationships that I've damaged is powerful. And like I said, being able to have genuine relationships where I just, I genuinely just want to be there. That's yes. powerful. Yes, yes. So I noticed everybody mentioned God, man. Good shout out to God, man, with a voice of triumph. So we're all here, Dr. Lewis and Pastor Tracy, wherever you go. Tell me, what is Pastor Tracy? What what we got? Let's go ahead. We got her on the radio. Put oh, her on the grill. So whip out the grill. Dr. Lewis. Man. Put her on the grill. Let's whip out the grill, y'all. So make it a microwave, Bill. There we go. So tell me, <laughs> tell me about New Direction Housing, Dr. Lewis. Tell, tell the people out there so they can understand the power of this program. She's about. doing great things. She's a very independent lady. Yeah. Now, what is New Directions? What does it really do for you? What What is it? And it like? gives me. It, I mean, it gives me a place to live. Okay. A good, clean, safe environment. That's That's a good thing. That's a yeah. plus to recovery. Is actually having a clean, safe place to be without drugs and, and stuff around you. Whenever you first come in, she helps you get a job, and employment is. Well, I guess if you're eligible through her intake process, yes, yes. Some people she may think they need time to actually work on their recovery. Yes. Besides, yeah. you know, just jumping straight into work, but she does help you with employment. Yes, yeah, she makes you keep the house clean. There you go, man. Yeah. There you go. Cleanliness is next to godliness. Yeah. So, what about you, Justin? What do you? What is new directions? What does all that mean to you? How does that support or impact your recovery? Well, she and this place was a key factor in me reestablishing my place in the church and body of Christ, okay. which really helped me here recently through, because I guess um, what you call a dual diagnosis, really helped me with my mental instability and overcoming that as well as my addiction. Yes. So I feel a lot better. I feel blessed. Wow. Still That's, working on it. Still yeah. got a long way to go, but yes. I feel the love. Feeling the love. Good stuff. <laughs> What about you, Aaron? What does New Directions mean to you here with Pastor Tracy? New Directions means to me becoming who God wants you to be. Yes. Because you're here for recovery, but you also go to church. Yes. So you know, Really? You're being recovered, and you're also walking with God. So yes. So that's what it means to me. Wow. That's good stuff. Maybe, so, to, maybe we, could, we could say that New Directions is a two-way recovery. Uh-huh. uh-huh. There we go. A two-way recovery. There we go. And so, Fred, what does New Directions, kind of, what does that mean to you? How does that support your recovery? It opens up, you know, many ways to figure out, you know, what's going on as far as with group members and, you know, talking with everybody, you know, and just kind of being on a 12-step program to figuring out how to live sober and be happy. And also, it gives you a place to stay, sweet home, you know, mm-hmm. to be at. And, and so, Chris, in your observation, because I know you sponsor some guys over here and do some other things. In your Ooh. observation, what? So, Chris, what what is your observation that New Directions does to support people and to support our returning citizens and recovery community? It takes a very, you know, strong person, special person to do what Tracy does. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I admire that. 
I couldn't do it. Yeah. You know. Everybody be walking down the highway with with, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with a, with a garbage bag full of clothes on the back. But I mean, I there couldn't do that. And you know, and I admire that. And then any any opportunity, I believe it was you maybe that gave me the first opportunity to come over here, yeah. come and speak with with people, and yes. just and just really, just really, you know, my testimony, yes, you know, and yes. my story, and, and to help people, their sobriety or in their recovery or whatever it may be. You know, any any opportunity I have to help Tracy, you know. I'm Yes, yeah. yes. She's an awesome lady. She yes, really yes, is. yes. And, and I know that Dr. Lewis, New Directions, is a powerful partner to Stepping Up Initiative, the Accountability Corps. She's a powerful partner to us. Stepping Up developed an initiative to come here and to support men in her program, which would be you guys. And that, you like, that's why you show up all the time, probably because you cared about us. <laughs> <laughs> because we, we observed. Just keep bringing chicken. We'll there you go. Right. I know, right? You know, that, that was a big. That was that was a big part. We identified that this was a great place for a partnership. Because men in recovery is an interesting thing. You know, it's not a linear process. Well, I mean, men in recovery, but she she just don't deal with men. She, she's got a women's house too. She's right? got two women's yes. houses. Wow. Yes, yes. So maybe she'll be canonized someday. Grateful to have partnered with Dr. Tracy Lewis and the New Directions Transitional Housing Program to hear from real men in recovery. You can learn more about her programs and organization by visiting her website at growingdiscoveriesoutreach.com. I want to ask you guys another question in our last 10 minutes. What are your hopes and dreams? Now that you're in recovery, what are your hopes and your dreams? I hope to one day be financially successful to where I don't have to, you know, when I go to the gas station to to get gas, I can fill up my car and not even have to worry about how much money is in the bank account or having to worry about transferring from the savings to the checkings because it might make your your checking <laughs> to go negative. Yeah. That's my hopes and my yes, dreams. Yes, like, yeah. My dream is to one day be rich. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Well you got the you got the right sponsor. You in the right <laughs> You got the you you on the way, man. You on the way. Dustin, what are your hopes and your dreams? Want a simple, self sufficient, fulfilling life. Yes. That's pretty much it. Yes, yes. Just that simple. I don't need a whole lot. There you go. That's just that simple. Just chicken, huh? What, yeah, what, chicken. Just chicken. There you go. What about you, Eric? What are, your, uh, what, what are your hopes and dreams? To accomplish my goals. Just one goal at a time. Okay. One day at a time, man. Uh, <laughs> that's good stuff. What about you, Fred? What are your hopes and your dreams? I just hope one day to be able just to kind of find my own place. You yes. know, and also be more independent, be able within myself to just do things and activities, you know, on my own. Yes. What about you, Chris? Man, what are your hopes and your dreams, man? I'm living the journey right now. I know, right? You stole my life. That's right. That's right. Never really. I mean, everybody kind of touched on the self-sufficiency thing. Yes. And the 12-step programs, they got a part they read called the Promises. Yeah. And fear of people and of economic insecurity, it leaves you. 
that fear of leaving you, that doesn't mean you're rich. Yeah, that's right. I actually had to explain this to somebody the other night. Yes. But today I can fill my gas tank up and I don't have to worry yes. the exact dollar amount yes. I got in my account anymore. Someone says something about the one day at a time. Just, yes. Just to keep doing better, to yes. remain teachable. Yes. To stay humble. Yes. To know that I don't have all the answers. Just to do something better today than I did yesterday. Yeah. And be of service to others. That's, that's really good stuff. <laughs> I'm like Chris, man. I am living the dream. No, they're not sliding my food through a slot. <laughs> yep. Nobody is outside waiting for me. You know what I'm saying? I can sit with my back to the door. I didn't steal anybody's stuff yesterday. I didn't rob. I don't have to be strapped. And, and I don't have to be trapped. Today, I'm free on the inside and free on the outside. I never thought that would be possible. Today... I got a couple dimes over lunch money, but I think what's bigger than that is that all of my needs are met. I don't have anything that I need that I don't have. Once that happened, my wants diminished. You know what I mean? The things I really want, really, really want are things for other people. I want other people to get what I got, right? I was in active addiction for 40 years, man. That's a long time. To be drunk and to be high and to be on your way to jail and to be scratching on the glass and wearing a back out gown, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what it's like wearing a back out gown and you're sitting on cold steel or on cement. Today, man, they got clothes on and they're clean, you know? Today, I'm not mad at anybody. That's a big deal for me. I used to be angry guy, man. Today, I'm not mad at anybody, right? For that, I'm grateful. So once again, I want to shout out to the Stepping Up Initiative. Shout out to Dr. Lewis, Pastor Tracy with New Directions Housing for giving us this, this forum to sit down and just really talk about some things, just have a roundtable discussion with a group of men. I, I want to ask you guys one more question in parting because we are men. For the people out there in radio land, what does it take? What is the definition of a good man? What are some of the qualities of a good man today? Responsibility, accountability, being a man of your word, yes. saying what you mean and mean what you say. Yeah. So, Justin, tell us, tell the people out there in radio land, what, is, what do you think are some of the qualities, the definition of a good man? There's many. I mean, we could go on and on on a list. A good book to refer to and a good man would have been Jesus Christ and the Bible. Yes. Yeah. And being Christ-like. Yeah. Pretty yeah. much sums it up in there. Yeah. Pretty much. Uh, yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that. It's so powerful. What about you, Aaron? What do you think are the some of the qualities of a good man? Having respect for others. Being reliable. Yeah. Having a great attitude. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Fred? Making sure that you're able to do everything you're supposed to do, being responsible, and also always being honest. Yes, 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 yes. What do you think, Chris? What do you think are some of the qualities of a good man? Fred has said something about integrity earlier. That's yes. big for me. Yes. Just doing what you say you're going to do because yeah. for a long time I did the opposite <laughs> of what I said I was going to do if yeah. I did anything at all. Yes. That's yes. a big thing for me. Humility. Yes. Being humble yes. is a big thing for me. I don't know. 
I've kind of lost my thought. I, I'm with you. And, and I used to do drugs. I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think that for me, one of the one of the qualities of being a good man is I think just being able to take care of your business, being honest, being stable, being responsible. Like you say, we were talking the other day, and somebody said that if if you think you're a leader and nobody's following you, then you're just taking a walk. I know that for me, this supportive environment that we're living in today, supporting each other with prayer, with actions. Like Kelly said, he wants to be rich. He's already rich. Poor people don't dress like that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? With um, the Nike, shout yeah, out Nike. The shout out to Nike. Yeah. You know, and his um, defense, they just got it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. In closing, once again, want to shout out the Category 10 Entertainment, the Grit and Grace Recovery Hour. We're every Wednesday from 12 noon to 1 o'clock, helping people get over the hump on hump day. What would you, what do you guys want the people out there in Radio Land? Because all the people in Radio Land are listening to us right now. What would you want people out there to know, man? What would you want them to know? Because there are people out there that are suffering. There are people out there that need healing. There are people out there that are getting ready to steal a car today. There are people out there that don't know about recovery. They don't know about the 12 steps. They don't know about new direction housing. They don't know about peer support. They don't know about sponsorship. What would you say to people out there today? That, uh, that recovery is powerful. Yes. You really just don't understand how powerful it is until you go through it. Yes. Yes. Sometimes to get to it, you just got to go through it. Yeah. yeah. Just do it. Just do it. There you yeah. go. Shout out to Nike. Anyway, <laughs> Justin, what, you, what message do you have for people out there in Radio Land, man? You might have to be the only person in your circle for a while before you yes. can establish a good circle to support you. Yes. Yes. But it gets yes. better. <laughs> but it gets better. That's good stuff, man. What about you, Aaron? What message do you have for the people out there in Radio Land? Not to take recovery for granted. If you're going to follow the path of recovery, be serious about it. Yes. Yes. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. And Fred, man, what word of wisdom do you have for the people out there? That you will recover, you know, you always stay grateful. You always focus on it and making sure that with recovery that you take it day by day. And you think it out and you plan it out and you figure out what's going on and then you're able to do it. Yes. Yeah. Wow, good stuff. What do you say, Chris? What message do you got for all the people out there? Recovery is possible. I'm living proof. Yes. If you'd have told me two years ago today that I'd be a year and five months sober, I would have gotten yes. mad at you. Yes, you yes. Know? I would you were trying never, to try never, never yeah. imagine this was possible. Yeah. I thought life was drugs and alcohol, but now I came to see that it's not. And wow. Much better life. So, wow. So, with that being said, man, we're out of time. So, we just want to say once again, shout out to our sponsors. Shout out to Hurricane Maine. Y'all make sure that you get on the His Hop Network. Check out the Hurricane Maine. Make sure that you check Category 10 Entertainment on the His Hop Network because we're coming to you. The Grit and Grace Recovery Hour. Next week, Tanisha will be back with us. So you'll be able to hear her voice, but you'll hear her in the intro and you'll hear her in the outro. Anyway, with that being said, my name is Bill. I'm a person in long-term recovery and you can't take that back. Thank you for your time. We'll see y'all next week.
Thank you for tuning in and feeding your recovery with another episode of the Grit and Grace Recovery Hour. Remember that you can stay connected with us by following us on Facebook and Instagram at Grit and Grace RCO or just keep coming back every Wednesday at 12 noon. Until then, and as always, cherish the chips you hold.